name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. <clears throat> so I want to I want to begin this morning by reflecting on power. What is power? What does it mean to have power? Most of the time, it seems that when we think of power, we think of might. So, for instance, the the President of the United States is often considered the most powerful person in the world because he has access to to the might of the U.S. military and is the leader of the world's strongest economy. But, of course, the military strength and the wealth are not exactly power. They are ways of exercising power or displaying power. They are the means. The end is the control that the the military and the wealth enable. So here is the ability to control, so here power is the ability to control by a, a variety of different means. Now, of course, this sort of power can often be abused and can be used in evil ways. It is not hard for us to think of, of dictators and megalomaniacs who, who used or have used their positions of power for their own self-aggrandizement and at the expense of others. But conversely, this sort of power can also be used in the interest of others. This sort of power can be used for justice and can be used for in the name of benevolence. So, for instance, this, this last week, the World Economic Forum met in, in Davos, Switzerland. World leaders in, in politics and business and arts and entertainment gathered to reflect together on how to make the world a better place. And while I don't think that this gathering is above reproach or critique, it is fair to say that their stated goal is human flourishing. And these people have the ability and the means to make some of that flourishing happen. In any case, this is one picture of power. And it is, I think, the one we are most used to when we are thinking about what power is. But of course, there are other sorts of power. And in today's gospel lesson, we are told that Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee. The Spirit here is the Holy Spirit, which descended upon him after he was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And we are told this morning that Jesus is filled with the power of the Spirit. And of course, this This power is not exactly like the power of the folks at the World Economic Forum. Jesus does not have wealth, quite the opposite, in fact. Nor does he have a a military. At this point in Luke's gospel, he doesn't even have any followers yet. And when he does gather followers around him, they will not be soldiers, at least not most of them, but rather fishermen and peasants and tax collectors. Now, this this power of the Holy Spirit is quite different from what we often think of as power. Jesus 
we are told, has emerged from the wilderness and has begun his public ministry. And, and word is spreading all over Galilee about him and, his, and what he has to say and teach and do. And so the folks in his hometown are excited when he returns home. We are told that he is invited to read from the prophet Isaiah, and he picks this iconic passage that will come to capture and embody his ministry. Jesus reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then... After he is done reading, he, he sits, and as was their custom, and he preaches what uh, amounts to history's shortest sermon. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Now, on a side note, with the, the Broncos playing the Patriots at noon, <laughs> I have to admit that this sermon length seems a little bit compelling to me today. And I'm sure that for all of you who have sat in the, the pews and listened to your fair share of sermons, you probably have wished for this sort of brevity, brevity at times as well. But I digress. Here, Jesus shows us what the power of the Spirit looks like. And quoting Isaiah, Jesus describes being anointed by the Spirit to bring good news to the poor. Of course, this is good news to the economically disenfranchised, but it's more than this. This is good news to all those who are marginalized and excluded and all those who are broken and in need. He describes release to the captives, and yes, this is release for prisoners, but also release for all those who find themselves trapped in seemingly hopeless situations. He proclaims recovery of sight to the blind, and while we will see in the Gospels where he returns physical sight to those who can't see, we also know that he will open the eyes of people's hearts and minds as well. He proclaims freedom for the oppressed and thus signals that he has been empowered by the Spirit to bring about liberation. Liberation from both outside structures that dehumanize human beings and from the internal chains that bind hearts. And all of this, this is what the year of the Lord's favor looks like. Not so much a, a moment in time, but rather the inbreaking of God's will into our lives. And when, in the power of the Spirit, Jesus declares this scriptural, scripture fulfilled, he is revealing that he is both the embodiment of this scripture, but also that he will fulfill this scripture as he comes to share the good news, that is the gospel, with those he touches and encounters. Here is revealed a different sort 
of power, a strange power, a curious power. It does not manifest itself primarily through control, though we will see plenty of instances where Jesus manifests power through control. No, this, this power manifests itself through transformation. This is the power that announces God's love and favor and makes that love and favor manifest in the lives of the oppressed. This is not a, a power that becomes stronger by being hoarded or focused in the hands of a few or the one. No, hoarding this power will dissipate it. And so, rather than hoarding, the power of the Spirit becomes more powerful when it is given away. It becomes more powerful when it is shared. And the more it is shared, the more power there seems to be. And indeed, this power of the Spirit is not just a possession of Jesus. In our baptisms, we boldly proclaim that we too have been given the power and the gift of the Spirit. We too have been anointed. We too have been given power to share the gospel in word and in deed. We too are to bring good news to the poor, release to the captive, sight to the blind, liberation to the oppressed. We too are to announce God's favor and God's grace. For indeed, when we share the power of God's love and we witness to the power of God's kingdom, that is, of God's reign of justice and peace and freedom and salvation, when we do this, when we witness to it, that in small ways and in large, this scripture is fulfilled. This is our power, the power that God gives to us to share the gospel and to fulfill the scriptures. Amen.